0: Welcome to Rise Up in Business, the law podcast for small business owners. This podcast is designed to share important legal information without the stuffy legal jargon. I'm Tracy Malacrate. Let's get into today's episode. Hello there and welcome back to the Rise Up in Business podcast. In last week's episode, I talked about how you can protect your small business from an unfair dismissal claim. That was episode 72. My discussion in that episode revolved around terminating employees for reasons other than redundancy. In today's episode, I'm going to answer the question that I'm asked a lot, which is, can I make an employee redundant So I'm going to dive in and talk to you about what a redundancy is and answer that question as to whether, in fact, you can make an employee redundant. The first thing I want to say here is redundancy is not an easy fix to terminate an employee because you don't really want to go through the process of communicating with them and the other steps that I talked about in last week's episode. It's not an easy fix. It's quite complicated and it needs to be genuine in order for it to be able to be valid. What do I mean by that? Well, for a redundancy to be possible, you need to be in a position in your business where you genuinely don't require anybody to do that employee's job anymore. Obviously, if your business becomes insolvent or if you're a sole trader and you're declared bankrupt, then yes, redundancies are valid there because of insolvency issues. But we're going to talk here about when you're terminating employees and how it is that you can go about establishing a redundancy. So it actually needs to be a situation where you're either up-leveling, restructuring, revisiting the roles and responsibilities of your team members and you have formed the genuine view that a role that's being undertaken by a particular employee is no longer required. This cannot be a situation where you want to replace an employee with somebody else, you think it will be easier to tell that person that they're becoming redundant and once they're gone, you simply bring somebody else in to do that role. You cannot do that. Lots of times I see genuine redundancies arise when businesses are growing and then they are restructuring. So there is a genuine restructure of roles and responsibilities of team members, and that arises from growth. There is a misconception in the in the market where you think that a redundancy can only happen if you're downsizing, but that's not the case. So long as you actually genuinely don't require someone to carry out an employee's role, you can look at the redundancy. It can, of course, come into effect if you are up-leveling in terms of technology, for example, and you no longer require someone to do something in the business, or if your business is slowing, in fact, so sales are slowing or or whatever the case may be, and you need to downsize, then redundancies can be quite genuine there. The point is it can go both ways, up-leveling or downsizing. So if you're now thinking, yes, Tracy, I am in a position where I genuinely no longer require this role and I want to consider the redundancy path, what we need to do And here's that word again, which I talked a lot about in last week's episode, communication. You need to sit down and communicate or consult with the employee in question so that they understand what's happening. And now you need to turn your mind as to whether you can reasonably offer that employee a different role within your business. Sometimes you can, other times you can't, but turn your mind to it and have a discussion with the employee about that. And if it is the case that you can't, that's okay. Communicate that though, so that the employee knows. Again, the common theme through these episodes last week and this week is about honest and open, transparent communication with your team member. Remember, I'm all about doing what we can in business to avoid getting into that tricky situation later it's the prevention's better than cure. And that honest and open, transparent communication goes a long way to achieving that. And now, when you're thinking about a redundancy, having the conversation with the team member so they're fully appraised of what's going on, so they're aware of the situation and they're not blindsided, places your business in a good position moving forward so you can part ways amicably. Ultimately, that's what we'd like here. People often think that things end badly or they wouldn't end, but that's just simply not true. Things don't have to end badly. There is growth, there is natural changes, there's all sorts of reasons why things need to evolve in business, some good, some less good, but things don't have to end badly, is my point. And if we position ourselves and we approach these things in a structured way, then we're setting ourselves up and giving ourselves the best chance as business owners to avoid those bad ending or those awkward situations. So if you've reached a point now where you've decided that a position in your business is going to be made redundant, you have consulted with the employee in question, you have considered whether there is the prospect of offering that particular employee a different role within the business. If you've reached the view that, in fact, there's no other suitable roles, now is the time to give the employee notice. So you still need to give them notice under the National Employment Standards, the same way you do if you're terminating them. So depending on how long they've been employed with you will determine how much notice they're given. And very much like a non-redundancy termination, you can of course pay the employee an amount of wages in lieu of them working out their notice period. Now is the time where you need to give written notice. So you've been through the consultation, you've had the honest, open, transparent communication, you've made the decisions, everybody's aware of what's happening. You need to give written notice to ensure that the process is valid and that you're following the best practice guidelines as outlined by the Fair Work Commission. It doesn't need to be complicated. There's loads of guidance on the Fair Work Commission website in relation to the format of the notice of termination, and of course, your business lawyer can help you with that as well. If you're in a situation where a particular award applies to the employees that you have engaged in your business, then you need to carefully check the award to see whether there are any additional provisions that apply, which go above and beyond anything that I've outlined here. And what I think is important to note here for the avoidance of doubt is that what I'm saying here doesn't apply to casual employees. Obviously, that's very different. Casual employees don't need to be given notice if you wish to terminate them, and you certainly don't need to go down the path of considering a redundancy if the position's casual. As in my episode last week when I spoke about protecting your business from an unfair dismissal claim... The advice I'm giving or the discussion I'm having here today relates to small businesses, which are businesses who have fewer than 15 employees. So the biggest takeaway that I would like you to get from this episode is that if you are considering a redundancy for a position in your business. Please ensure that it's genuine and please don't treat it as an easy exit strategy or a strategy you would prefer to implement rather than going through a process of communication with employees that you're having issues with. Redundancy is not designed for that. It can't be used for that. And you can face an unfair dismissal claim if in fact you have terminated somebody under the guise of a redundancy when it wasn't a genuine redundancy and then you will be in all sorts of trouble because at the very least the employee will be able to seek a remedy from the Fair Work Commission of reinstatement you just don't want to go down that path. It's too messy and uncertain. And as you know, because I say it all the time, as soon as you start having to deal with these types of messy, uncertain situations in your business, it's costing you time, energy, and money. And it's taking your eye off the ball in business, which is growing the business and engaging in revenue generating activities. So we want to avoid all of that. I hope this episode has been helpful. I have tried to distill what can sometimes be a very complicated area of law, and I've distilled it in a way that this is consistent with how I talk to my clients about considerations of redundancies in their businesses, and it comes up a lot, probably more than you would think. If you know anybody that you think would benefit from this episode too, I would be delighted if you might share it, whether that's sending a link, screenshotting it, sending it over to them, helping me on my mission to get this podcast into the ears of even more business owners so we can share the value and ultimately empower more businesses to rise up and take control. Thanks so much for listening. I'll catch you next week.